0: Welcome. I'm Harmony Slater, your host of the Finding Harmony podcast. Over the past 20 years, I've taught thousands of yoga teachers and students to explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and modern everyday life, using mind-body practices to heal, awaken, and manifest their dreams from the inside out. This podcast is a sanctuary for those feeling overwhelmed by life's challenges. Are you ready to jump in and discover how these challenges aren't actually in the way, but are the way to finding harmony? Let's invite the magic back in. Hi, I'm so excited you're here today. I am talking to a very inspiring person for me. She has been my business coach for four years, and I have just modeled my online business after her and what she is offering as a coach to the coaches. And so today I'm talking to Kelsey Murphy, and she has an incredible podcast called the Whiskey and Work Podcast. She is also a mompreneur or a coach who is also a mom of three young children. And we are talking today about how to create that delicate work-life balance and how it's even more crucial when you have small children and you want to make time for yourself and your spouse and your life and how important it is to be sure that you have that space and time in your days so that you can cultivate joy and have inspiration for your business and love your life. So we're talking about some strategies some mindset shifts, some personal antidotes that will help to inspire and empower you as a yoga teacher, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, as a coach. And we both believe that it's possible to just create a very thriving business, a life you love while nurturing a family and fulfilling your heart's desire to be the best mom you can possibly be. So I hope you enjoy these tips on how to maximize your productivity, time management, and leverage your support systems so that you can truly find the harmony between your business, your yoga practice, and your role as a mom or spouse or auntie or whatever family obligations and roles you fulfill in your life. I know it can feel like a lot, but it truly is such an honor and privilege that we have as women in the West to be able to do it all and to be able to really express ourselves in all of these beautiful, unique, and empowered ways. So I hope that this really inspires you and I started working with Kelsey during B-School, when I took B-School four years ago, and I would love to inspire you on your B-School journey. It was such an amazing, heart-opening, but also mind-opening experience for me. I just felt like my entire universe expanded and exploded with B-School and so many options and ideas and opportunities became available to me. And I would love for that to happen for you as well. So without further ado, let's jump into this wonderful conversation with Kelsey Murphy. Hi, Kelsey.
1: How are you? Hi, so good i'm so happy to be here thank you for inviting me to this conversation Uh,
0: it's such a pleasure i've just been like waiting for the perfect time to invite you and it felt like this was it so (laughs) yes i love it yeah and i'm just honored i was on your podcast two years ago i think yeah which is an amazing podcast one of the top podcasts out there I mean, I like it, but, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, I'm really
1: building it for my children, so hopefully they like it. I'm sure they won't. I'm sure it's that thing that you're just like, I'm just going to put this out into the world for my children to have. And then they're going to listen. They'll be like, oh, my God, didn't you hear mom?
0: (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Actually, that was something that I always loved about you and actually inspired me to start podcasting was that you always talk about how that's kind of one of the reasons why you started podcasting is you were creating this collection of memories and thoughts and ideas for your girls, which you have three young girls, all tiny little humans.
1: (laughs) Oh. Oh, so much girl power in this house. My gosh, the spirit is significantly high.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is my, my son, actually, he's doing a unit in school about podcasting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so he's told his teacher, Oh, my mom has a podcast. And so then he was texting me, what's the name of your podcast? But he already listens to it from time to time. And he had to like write a assignment on an episode or something. So he picked my podcast to listen to to write the episode. Oh,
1: I love that. That's so special. I don't think we think about those things or plan for them to happen and then all of a sudden you blink and because it's like whatever we plan to happen like never happens, right? I'm like, oh, I want them to listen to this when I'm gone and I'm dead and they're like, oh, these memories of mom and they probably won't, right? At this point, like whatever kind of recording (laughs) I'm using is going to be like an 8-track, you know, like they're going to be like, oh, I can't (laughs) dig up those archives but like my McKenna just joined like a broadcast class and she was like, mom, like, can I use your microphone? I told them you had a podcast. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so weird because you and I are not podcasters. You and I like are these wellness personal development people, right? And yeah. so not like we came out being like, we're going to start a podcast. We just did what we did and coached people and worked with them. And then this little ancillary project, which is the podcast, all of a sudden <laughs> is the thing that that really is tangible for them to understand. Like, oh, well, I understand. That's what my mom does. So it's
0: pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they don't get, like, the coaching thing at all. He's like, I don't really know what I she mean, does. I sometimes but- we don't get it. Like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. when I have to
1: explain what I do, I'm like, um, it depends who my audience is. Like, <laughs> children definitely aren't going to get it.
0: No, no. But they, they get the podcast thing. That's that's easy to understand. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love that, actually. That brings up something that, that – um that I'd love to talk to you about. And it's something that you really help people with, too. But, I mean, I started working with you four years ago. I can't believe it's been four years. Like, crazy. It feels like I've known you for my
1: whole <laughs> life at this point,
0: though. Which I, I know. I know. Definitely. We started working together through B-School, Marie Forleo's B-School, when you were, you know, doing, I mean, you still do some mentor coaching in there and help the B-School students build their businesses. And so that's how we kind of started working together was when I was looking to transition from a fully in-person business and move it into a more successful online version of the business. And at the same time, I was also transitioning more into coaching and out of yoga. And you just really, like, guided and facilitated my journey from one shore to the other shore, which I think is really what coaching is in some ways, right? Helping us Absolutely. navigate that path and that journey. But what was it that motivated you to become a personal and professional coach? Like, what was it that sparked that curiosity and then you just dove full in, too? Yeah, <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh, I did, right? I mean, our our personalities are very similar in the fact that I feel like we both, from our core, really believe in the idea of understanding who we are and how that shows up in the world and those really deep, like, sometimes annoying conversations you're having in your brain that never have answers that you're just (laughs) always like, what is the now? What is the being, you know? Mm -hmm. And like our brains are like, but what's the ROI on this time (laughs) I'm spending, right? So it's like really neat to balance that a little bit. And I think that's how I really got into like life coaching and personal development coaching because when I was I would say like younger, but really when I was starting to become an adult and figure out what do I want to do for work? You know, what do I want to do for my career? I realized I can't figure any of that out until I have done my own internal work. And I think that I'm a really amazing human and I am showing up in a way that feels really, really true to who I am, and so I can go out into the world and say, this is who I am, and I love this person, and she's full of all sorts of flaws, holy cow, (laughs) like, but I love that person, and I love that person with all of her flaws and imperfections, and she's always going to be safe with me, and I'm always going to take good care of her, and like, I realized that work really hadn't been done, and so me then trying to figure out what I wanted to do from like a professional perspective, I was just like brain-muscling my way through that. And I was able to be successful because I'm always going to be a very ambitious, gritty, figure-it-out person. But there was no fulfillment and like I wasn't finding joy in it, right? And then I started working with a life coach. and. That life coach changed everything for me, right? Like he just worked with me on myself and the way that I saw myself and all these secret things I really did not like about myself that still come up to this day. I remember the biggest thing that I worked through was how emotional I am. I am emotional to the like millionth degree. Like (laughs) every day there's tears. Every day there is a spike of anger at something or someone. The frustration is off the charts. That's just my natural, like, who I am. That just is how I came out of the womb. (laughs) And for so many years, like, that was all I wish I could change about myself was that. That's all I wish I could change. Like, if I could just not be so emotional, like, life would be so much easier, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to cry every time I went in to negotiate a salary, you know, like, (laughs) I wouldn't have these spiking feelings from a simple text message from a boyfriend, like, Oh, my God, they were just overcoming my life. And it wasn't till I went through the work of like loving up on that emotional person of who I am and realizing like, That person is so special. She is so significant, and she is going to do big things in the world because she cares. So much. Oh my gosh. Because with all those spikes of emotion come the compassion, the deep yearning to know people, the passion to build and to do something significant. Like there are all these other beautiful things, but it's like I couldn't see them because I was so busy trying to get rid of the other pieces. And once I started loving up on that part of myself, I realized that all these other pieces, like getting so angry at a text message, like I still do, like my husband yeah. will still send me text. Messages and I'm like, what like instant zero to a hundred, but then it goes back down to zero in a blink of an eye because I love that about me. I'm like, whoa, look at that, Kelsey! Like, wow, like that really gotcha, didn't it? Like, and it's like a loving, like, oh my gosh, look at that part of you, Kelsey! Or when I cry throughout the day. I mean, I've said this to you, right? Colin calls me leaky, right? Like that's yeah. just my nickname because he's like, oh, you're getting leaky again. And it's like, he's like, at what? And I'm like, I don't know. I saw a Google picture pop up over there on our Google home and it just made me think of all the children in the world. And he was like, it's a picture of a banana. What happened? Like, I don't know. And I'm just like, I don't know. But isn't it funny? Isn't it so funny how like and he's just like, I love you, you know, and, and it's this really loving relationship I now have with myself that allows me to lean into all the other positives of it so i think that was the biggest like oh my gosh this work is so life-changing for people out there and i am not the only emotional human in the world if we could perpetuate this more and create more life coaches or any kind of coaches people that want to go out there and then do really good things and help people and that's their main goal that's how they want to make money is literally helping other people i'm like I know the coaching industry is not perfect. There are so many things wrong with it, but the root of it is really from a beautiful intentional space. And as long as I think we're thoughtful about it and there are some really good parameters put in place so people aren't kind of going off the rails a little bit and taking people in wrong directions, because I think we have to be really conscious of that too. But if we can create a really safe, smart space for coaches and they can be not only successful with clients, but also financially successful, so they can sustain their life. Like, I'm like, that just feels like such a special thing to be part of on this like short time on earth, you know, so
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, totally. And that's not like all the things that I also love working with you in is is just your passion and your belief that humans are genuinely beautiful at the core and at the heart. I mean, probably the majority of them, right? <laughs> then-
1: yeah. I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of buttholes out there. Let's be clear. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a lot of people. And my natural inclination is actually to be more scared of people than give them the benefit of the doubt. But by being surrounded with coaches like yeah. you and these other beautiful humans, I'm reinforcing that thought of like, actually, people are amazing and they have really good, beautiful intentions. And I get the choice of who I surround myself with on a daily basis. Basis. Like I married this partner who is like, I think one of the best humans in the world. And he genuinely, like, we've had this conversation before where I'm like, what percentage of people do you think are like real a-holes out there? Like out (laughs) of the world. What percentage? And we're like, and I'm like, you think of your percentage, I'll think of mine. And his percentage, like my percentage is genuinely like 50%. I'm like, I think 50%. Like it's a it's like a in my brain, I'm like, that's what he's gonna say too. That's what we all think, right? And he's like, Oh my gosh! He's what, like, is, what is Colin saying? <laughs> He's like floored by it. He's like, I was gonna say like five percent of people, and I'm like, no. Are you? <laughs> and it just was such an aha moment of the foundation of which we're coming from. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I married you because I yeah. want to think that I want to think five percent of people are the e-holes. Ninety five percent are lovely. But it's either the way I was born, or lots of childhood traumas, or you know a combination of all the things yeah. makes me literally like not trust a lot of people. I'm like, I don't know about all of you, which mm-hmm. is why I think I built this business because I get to choose who is in my world. And if just these coaches who come through, you know, an application process, <laughs> yeah. like I get to really like think about like what is their intention, what is their, you know, what what are they trying to do and put out there, I get to choose to fill up my entire week with these conversations with people that I am like, dude, you passed a 50% test. Like you're in the (laughs) 50% of good humans. Like that's a, you're, it's impressive, right? Like, so, like, you know, so it's like, I kind of get the choice to like keep myself in this, in this space, you know, but I do I do think that the more I'm with those people, the more I'm with Colin, the more my percentage of 50-50 shifts. And I'm like, all right, maybe it's 60-40. And like <laughs> I hope that I can get to the end of my life and be like you were right. It's 955. Like and that's like the growth space for me,
0: you know. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it must have been hard before you were in advertising and like working with brands like Nike and Coca-Cola and all these big. I mean, you I mean, that also probably colors your experience of the world too because that industry I think can be very cutthroat and very uh manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I think that I mean, I met some amazing people in that industry. So clearly Mm -hmm. my 50-50 is not right there. Apparently there's a (laughs) lot of good people in there. But it is very driven off of – it's a very results-based business, you know. So it's driven off of results. And it is a work hard, play hard mentality. So Mm -hmm. you have to be able to work hard. Like I was fielding calls at one point from uh, Paris and – Uh, Japan and New York and Seattle all in one day. So it was like I was up at all hours. We were talking about commercial shoots and like planning this international travel. And it was cool (laughs) in quotes, (laughs) right? And at the same time, I was so burnt out and just thinking about my future the whole time. Like, how do people sustain this? Like, how is that woman who is 55 doing this. Like, I don't want to be doing this at that age. Like, I mean, at that point, I was like 25 or 27 or something. And I was like, this is fun for me at this point, but I'm already feeling exhausted. I can't imagine doing this for 20 more years. And, and uh, so the work hard, play hard mentality, it could be really fun if that's, it's, if that's like the season of life that you're in, Mm. but it also, it didn't give me really a really good example of what a life could be for a woman with kids that didn't want to be in the work hard, play hard world. They more wanted to be in the chill, hang out world, Man- <laughs> managing my mental sanity, playing pickleball on the weekends, going to farmer's market. Like That was more the life that I was like, who's living this one? Like this? Yeah. That's the life I want. Can sh- someone show me an example of that? Because I need to as you've probably learned, I need to see it to believe it. Like Mm -hmm. I need to, I need you to show me the numbers. I need to really get (laughs) in and see who is building this lifestyle over here. So I can then try to replicate something similar in my own way. And so that's why I had to get out of advertising because not a single person was building that kind of life, you know?
0: Yeah. There's just like no work-life balance and you're amazing at work-life balance which
1: (laughs) we should talk about oh oh my god knock on wood (laughs) knock on wood watch today's gonna go up the rails because you just said that.
0: (laughs) no 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 (laughs) no it's gonna be fine (laughs) but like how do you yeah how do you balance all of this I mean you have a lot of passions you love to play pickleball you got three kids a husband you run an online business you have all these coaches that you're coaching um yeah how on earth do you maintain this, like, ease and this freedom in your day-to-day?
1: Oh, well, it's a good question, and I will say ease is relative, you know, (laughs) to be clear. Every every season that I go through is different, because sometimes I'm pregnant and throwing up everywhere. Other times, I'm nursing a newborn, you know, wiping butts. Like, it just depends (laughs) on what season I'm in. There's always stuff. But you know, it's funny, I I didn't realize I was good at this, but I have a lot of people ask me that question. Right. And a lot of people that do come to work with me are like basically kind of what I just said. They're like, you have the example, like literally what does your schedule look like? Show me your calendar. Like how are you getting all of this this stuff done? And I'm not a super organized person. Let's be clear. I I am not like a type A hustler grinder. I'm very type B chill, and I also like to sleep in. <laughs> I don't <laughs> to get up in the mornings. Um, I will literally laze in pajamas for the entire weekend, like. Um, that is kind of my natural, like, rhythm, the natural kind of way I think I was I was born. And my circadian rhythm is I'm a total night owl. So I've, I had to learn that about myself and love and honor that piece. And mm-hmm. I think my brain just says, that's okay. You can still do that and have whatever you want. Like, I've had a lot of conversations with people that are like, well, you can have everything you want, but you can't ha- have it all at the same time, you know? And that's like a big... And I'm like, well, define everything, because I don't know. (laughs) Like, I think that that if I were to look at my life right now, I would probably say I have everything that I would want in my life in this season today, the day we're recording. Right. And so I think it's relative, like all the things that you want. but. I don't want to live my life broken out in seasons of, like, well, I'm just going to, like, build my business and put the kids in childcare and really hustle for a couple years Mm because then after that I'll take time off because you can't do them both at the same time. Like, I'm also very stubborn, so I'm like, oh, you tell me I can't do that? (laughs) Like, let let me try it. I will, like, you know wage my way through war to figure out how to prove someone wrong, right? So, yeah. <laughs> And I think that was a big reason I started this because I I saw only a few women out there doing it with kids and doing it well. And I was like, I just need a few people to see that they can do it and they can do it well and they can be loving and they can make a boatload of money by doing something that feels really good for other people in the world to know that I can do it too, you know? And so, I mean, Like tactically, the way that I do it is I really prioritize life. I really, Mm -hmm. really prioritize the things that I know when I get to the very end are the things that are gonna be the most important. So for me, it's like laughing and giggling with my kids in the morning, right? And I don't do that naturally. First of all, reminder, I'm not a morning person, so I get up grumpy. Like, I wake up grumpy, and I wake up late. Like, it's never like I'm like the get up before your kids and do your hair. Like, I I really wish I could be. One season I might. When they get older, maybe, you know. But, like, right now, no. When they're sleeping in. Exactly. When I don't have, like, at least one of them in my bed, right? Like, or, like, my one-year-old's teething right now. It's like, I can't get out of the season of no sleep right now, you know. So, there may come a time, may come a season, but there just may never, never be, you know, yeah. I may just never be that person. So I get up and I know that when I get to the end of my life, I want to know that I got up in the mornings and I laughed and I had fun with them, mm-hmm. and and it was joyful. Like, doesn't need to be perfect for me, it doesn't need to be organized, like, but I don't want it to be super stressed, we're all yelling at each other, and we're trying to get out the door, which it is a lot of time, let me be clear folks, like it is not like all <laughs> rainbows and sunshines in the morning, this is probably my hardest time is in the morning with my lovely children, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but based off my personality, I'm not setting them up for success, like I know my role in this, you know, so it's like, but I do know that it's something I want. So I literally have an iCal in my calendar that says like laugh, put on music, you know, you know, yeah. giggle with kids. Like it's like an iCal in there for every single morning. So when I wake up and if I look at my phone, that's what pops up. It's (laughs) not (laughs) like get ready for your 9am, you know, or brush your teeth. It's like put on a freaking song, Kelsey, because it's gonna help you to get to this place of like joy and perspective. And, Mm. and so I have those things peppered in throughout my whole week, you know, whether it's like three hours of pickleball, or, you know, I just start putting things on my week that are the dream, like, Mm -hmm. oh, 30 minutes of, you know, coffee with a best friend in the middle of a day, like. That, as a busy working mom, feels like the dream. I'm like, that That feels impossible. That feels mm-hmm. impossible. So if I can find one day of the week to squeeze that in and I make it happen, what happens is I get to the end of the day and I feel awesome. I feel really dang proud of myself. And I'm like, wow, look it. You're doing it. You're building the life that you want. And you had fun with your kids in the morning and you had like a coffee date or a glass of wine with your friend at lunch. Like, you're doing it because I'm pretty gritty. The work's gonna happen no matter what. The important work will. Now, as an entrepreneur, there's a boatload of things that then don't happen, right? Because I played pickleball for three hours. But I think the proof of a mature entrepreneur is being able to identify the things that you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. the Things that you're distracted by, the things that you are you know, just getting drawn into. And if I only have two hours during the day, I'm only going to get the most important things done, right? And if I really, really am dedicated to that, I get the most important things done, which is usually attending to my clients, you know, doing an audit or answering a Voxer or showing up for a one on one call, right? Mm-hmm. It's the most important things. And then other things that I need to get done, like they will either get pushed to the next week, I'll find like a three hour window from call and I'll be like, hey, I didn't get that sales page written that I need to get written, right? Like, I need two hours on Saturday. Can you give me that? And he's like, sure, right? Like, can I have two hours too? And I'm like, yes, we will swap. You go do two hours of what you need to do. I'm going to go to a fancy hotel and order a fancy cup of tea and write out my sales page, right? Like, but... I think that I don't mind doing that because I had wine with a girlfriend and played pickleball for three hours and had good mornings with my kids all during the week. So I'm so energized and feel so proud of myself versus if you don't do that and you just go through your week and it's just all work stuff and you're just head down and you look back and you were like, dude, that week sucked. Like I was cranky. (laughs) It felt hard. Like, ugh. Where is my life now that I started this business? Like, you don't go into Saturday being like, oh, let me have a cup of tea and write a sales page. Like, no, (laughs) you go to Saturday being like, dude, I hate this business, right? So for me, if I don't prioritize those things on my calendar and I don't get to the end of the week being like, good job, Kelsey, you're doing life. You are doing life right. Then I don't have the energy to like squeeze in the extra projects that I really wanna do that are gonna like further the business, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of get pushed to the wayside. So. That's kind of analytically the way that like I plan my calendar for the week. But some seasons are harder than others. I'm in a good season right now because I think I just came out of postpartum with Kira, you know, so she yeah. just turned one. So right now I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old and a one-year-old, which is still <laughs> the trenches. There's so many butts to wipe still, you know, like, so it's still the trenches. But I do feel a new sense of appreciation for her being one and me not breastfeeding anymore, me being a little bit out of the weeds with that, like have a little bit of my own Kelsey energy back. And I'm just so grateful for it that I can prioritize pickleball. I can prioritize wine with a friend. I'm just like,
0: this is the best, like, yeah. <laughs> about it, you know, <laughs> that's amazing. And I think it's such a good reminder because, you know, whether you're a coach or an entrepreneur or a yoga teacher, if you're in business for yourself. I mean, the to-do list is never going to end. There's always like 15 things. And even if you check off 15 things, somehow there's another 15 things.
1: <laughs> always, always. Like I get anxiety even with you just saying that because I'm like, oh, <laughs> the things that I had dreamed of doing that, like I dreamt up three years ago that I still haven't done. That Pinterest strategy <laughs> right? that should be working for me that I've never made attention to. Like things that you're just like, it's never ending.
0: Yeah. And then you and then you get like weird technology things that like go awry. And that takes up like two hours of your day that you were like, what?
1: Absolutely. I wasn't expecting yeah. this. Yes.
0: <laughs> I will say
1: I think one of the other things that I've learned in the last year or two is the power of like delegation and support. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could do what I do if I didn't slowly start to delegate. And and it's not like hiring a brand new team. But I have literally dabbled in delegating with like, I'm just going to pay this person 50 bucks a week. And I'm going to see if they're the right fit. And they can take things like technology off my plate. Because you're right. Like I have, I have visceral memories of being (laughs) hunkered down in my office being like, Oh my gosh, I just spent three hours on the headline for this. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, now I'm fully behind schedule, right? Like, but it was an important thing. But I just realized, oh my gosh, like if I wanna run this business with three children and be done working at two every day and take Fridays off, like Kelsey, you're going to need some help. Like you're going to need to pick and choose where you. So even we went through a season where for three months I hired someone just to come in, tidy the house, do the laundry, meal prep for us, take back my Amazon returns because it was just (laughs) so much. And I'm like, I just need a little just even if I could pay you just literally like 40 bucks to just come in for two hours and to do this for me once a week, like life it it would be life changing. And we went through a summer and did that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this, I wouldn't have survived that summer if I didn't have that, you know? So it's like, I think acknowledging little places that we can delegate and ask Mm -hmm. for support. And then once you do that, you get really good at that. Then you can expand that. Cause I'm in the place in my business now where like, I've taken on those people for more than, a couple hours a week. Like now yeah. they're on for a lot longer. But I did have to then increase the revenue of my business in order to sustain that. So that was like a big shift in my business that happened a few years ago that it was kind of growing pains. It's hard because you got to find the right people and yeah. learning to do that is a whole new skill set. But man, like it was so worth it for me as a mom because I cannot express how much I cannot do this alone. You know, yeah. like <laughs> let's be clear. I'm not a magician over here.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that building a business, whether it's from scratch or taking on a business or coaching as a business in particular, I mean, I think it is a spiritual practice, actually, because you come up and you have to face yourself all the time. You have to face, like, your fears and your doubts and your insecurity and really start to examine, like feelings of worthiness and am I looking for worth outside myself or do I have it inside myself and you have to start doing all of this personal development work because you're going to keep hitting up against all these obstacles or all being confronted with different situations people things that are bringing up your own stuff to the surface and so for me I think it's one of the most maybe like I don't know it's, it's kind of like fast-tracking your spiritual development in a way, and it's funny. Whether you like it or not, you're, <laughs> yeah. like,
1: thrown in the fire. It's like, you're going to make me deal with a lot of my fears right now. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, because you're trying new things, and it's also very primal fear as well because you're dealing with money and survival and, like, all of the root kind of things that are very primal in us, right? Oh,
1: my gosh, Yes. <laughs>
0: And so it's always interesting to me, because I've I've seen this, like, building a coaching business and building an online business with you over the years, and, and really seen it as like part of my spiritual practice. And I think that it's just so helpful to have also a mentor or a coach, not even helpful, like necessary to have a mentor or coach with you, because you need to have someone who can help you see, reflect, right? Like what's going on. Because otherwise, it's really easy to just quit or to not face it or to think that there's something wrong with you or like to, to come up against all these things and just feel like, oh, I'm not cut out for this or whatever thoughts come up, right? All those doubts and insecurities again. So what are the main challenges that you see when you're working with new or seasoned coaches that are trying to create their coaching business? Oh my gosh.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I agree with everything you just said. I'm <laughs> like, you're like primal fears. I'm like, Oh God, 17 are coming to my brain right now. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. because I I think people see other entrepreneurs that have had this success and, and they're like, Oh, they have figured it out. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> we still, yeah. we still have those fears. Like, and all of ours are different, you know, but, um, you know, Like for me, one of my biggest fears is I'll get to the end of my life and I think, wow, I spent all my time working and I wish I had spent more time with my kids, right? And that's Mm -hmm. like such a big fear for me. I think not only because I had to work so hard in advertising and had like no life, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but then also that's the, that's statistically one of the biggest fears, especially that men say when they successful CEOs and men, when they get to the end of their life, they say that they say, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. Right. And I think, oh God, oh my God, if that is what I say, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Like, And that is the constant fear in the back of my brain. And so what's interesting is I almost use that fear as an excuse sometimes mm-hmm. to not push through the hard parts or to not figure something out or not to not give it my all to not give a dream my all. So I think that other entrepreneurs and and new coaches that come to me have the same thing, whatever that fear is for them, Mm -hmm. we can use it as an excuse to not go for it, to not Mm -hmm. put ourselves out there. And I think the reality is, and Marie Forleo says it's a ton, but like, if we have a dream inside of us, it's there for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? There's a reason that's inside of us. And for me, like this idea of connecting with so many coaches and building a very significantly high financial business. Like I I want a lot of money and I want to be a really good steward of that money. And I want to do good things with it. And I know with my skill sets, I can do that, right? Like, So I know all of those things. And yet that fear that... And and this is coming from someone who is, I'm, I'm the room mom. I'm the soccer coach. I'm the Girl <laughs> Scout troop leader. I also like pick up my kids from school every day. I drop them off every day. There's no childcare after school. Like I'm at every field trip. Like I, and yet, and yet every day, that fear that I am the mom that works too much Mm -hmm. that isn't there for my kids is still so strong. It is such a primal fear, like you said. It is so strong. And so it becomes my number one excuse when I'm like, yeah, I mean, the dream would be to have this passive income product. I would love to have this passive income product. Sure, yeah, I'd love to grow my email (laughs) list to this number, convert at this benchmark conversion rate, and then have everyone buy this coaching product that I really love. I spent a lot of time making, but like, I can't do that because I'd have to give up my life. I'd have to give up all my time with my kids and I'm just not willing to do that. So it's almost like this, this thing where I'm making up this story in my head in order to be a good mom, I can't have this dream over here that I want. And it's so interesting because that's like my, I'm trying to keep myself safe with this really toxic message of like, you can't figure that out of figure out a different way to do it. Right. And so I have to always challenge myself when that comes up and say, okay, like I hear the fear. Thank you, Kelsey, for wanting to be a good mom. First of all, let's evaluate. Are you a good mom? Put some pen to paper. What are you doing? And at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter if they're in childcare or not. It doesn't matter if I pick them up every day or not. It matters how they feel. And, and there's mm-hmm. so much research with that, right? Like there's tons of kids that have been in childcare all the time and they feel so loved and are so connected to their parents and they go off to be incredible members of society, right? <laughs> like, and that's what I, I'm going for. I'm going for a, a, a solid adult out here that feels loved, that feels their self-worth, that contributes to society. Like that's it, you know? And so- <laughs> When when I look at it and I write it down, I'm like, do they feel loved? Do they come to you when they're sad? Do they, you know, like and all those things? And it's like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like Colin and I are solid. Like we're at this season, in this, in this, you know, everything can change. But right (laughs) now we're doing a really, really good job and we love up on these kids like crazy. And they feel loved and safe. So it's Mm -hmm. like, Kelsey, already, boxes checked. Now let's get over to this thing that feels really scary for you that you've told yourself in your head you can only do one. Way, What if we did it a different way? What's a simpler way? What's a way that feels more fun? How can we shift this? How can we get creative? How can we problem solve around this? Look out there, who's doing this in different ways? Like, and that's when I have those open pathways in my brain, and I can really problem solve with like, this can be done. What are eight different routes you could explore? let's try mom on for size, envision a life where you did these different routes. Like, what if you were to hire someone to help you? What if you hired someone? What if you took one Saturday every month and weren't with your kids, and just worked for six hours at a hotel? Would they feel less loved? Would they feel you know, like, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, like, what a great opportunity for Colin to bond with them or my mom or something, you know, like, and then you could still have this dream over here, Kelsey, that you've told yourself you can't have unless you're a bad parent, right? Mm-hmm. So I think all, if we can all identify those primal fears that we have, that internal dialogue, that story we've been telling ourselves that keeps us in our comfort zone and doesn't put us in that like stretch zone to go after that real dream we have. If we can identify that and know when it's getting triggered and love up on it, then we can like shift and then we can say, thank you so much for that. Kelsey, you think you're going to be a bad mom. <laughs> like That's very sweet. I see you're scared of that. And it's because you love your children and you want to do right by you and them. Amazing. Now, that doesn't get to hold you back from being creative about how else we can possibly solve this dream. And honestly, I'm not very good at being creative like that. Like I, It takes me a long time to just love up on that part of myself and set it to the side. So that's really when I tap into my own coach, my business besties. And I'm like on Voxer. I'm like, Okay, how else can I do this? In my brain, this is gonna take me seven million hours. I have two, so like tell me, help me brainstorm ways around this. And when you go to other people, they're like, well, I have a million ideas because they're not hunkered down by your fear. And mm-hmm. so when they give you all these ideas and you're receiving them and you're getting excited with energy and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you've done the internal work of loving up on that fear and setting it to the side. I notice when I haven't done the work is when they're giving me all these ideas and I'm like, that's nope, that wouldn't work. Nope, <laughs> nope." No. It's like I have like my black hat on and I'm just killing all their ideas. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I need to go back over here and do a little work. I'll come to you in one more day. Give me one more day, you know, and then I go back. But I think that that's the best work that we can do that honestly Mm -hmm. helps us with our productivity, helps us with our revenue. Um, But it's a lot of internal work that a lot of people skip. Like I know you you and I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to jump to the end and the solution. And it's like, oh, there's a little bit of internal work, not a lot. Just a little, just a little bit of that we got to do first. And then, you know, you can step into the problem solving, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And really, like, I mean, I love that. Like, acknowledging and loving up on those parts of you that are there that are just trying to protect you, that are just trying to keep you safe, that are trying to help you achieve this goal over here and make sure you don't let it go, let it go because it's so important to you. But then also recognizing that 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 part might be um, trying to protect you in a situation where you don't need protection from, right? And it's just like overreacting because that's what it's there to do is really like keep you safe. And I think when you're building a business too, you're really stepping out of your comfort zone a lot of the time and having to learn new skills and do new things. And so those parts of us that are really the protector parts get activated a lot more frequently <laughs> than when we're just like, you know, bringing in a paycheck and not really having to challenge ourselves or put yeah. ourselves out there in any kind of way or or doing something
1: we've done before <laughs> that we're really good at, you know, exactly. where you're like, I already know I'm good at this. This feels easy now. <laughs> Old hat, you know. And then yeah. we try something new and it's like, this is so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also like that that necessary how, how it's necessary to be okay with being uncomfortable and like being not good at something and doing it anyway. And I think that gets a little bit harder sometimes when we come from a profession that we are really good at and that we know how to do. Also, as we get older, we naturally have resistance to putting ourselves into situations where we're going to have to you know, be in a beginner's mind or be okay with not being the best or knowing everything. And all of those things are really triggering and challenging, I think, for new coaches. I mean, for anyone, but in this case, for people who want to like create a new business or expand themselves in new ways.
1: You're so insightful. (laughs) When you say that stuff, I'm just like, oh, yes, it just resonates so much into my soul. Because could there be a better gift we give ourselves than teaching ourselves to always embrace being a beginner, always learning new things about people, always learning new things about the world, being a lifelong student. Like if we can teach ourselves as we get older and as adults to do that and to show our kids like, yeah, like, you know, you can be in your forties and pick up pickleball and like go out there and suck at it. Like everyone's like, Oh, you, you're, Pickleball's your thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm still the worst. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and this, I'm not exaggerating. I am a hundred percent the worst when I go out there. Like, so it's like, what a gift to show them and also to yourself to say, it's okay. You can still be bad at something and have fun and and know and see the vision of where you want to go in six months and experience what it feels like to be bad and then get good at something. Like mm-hmm. the things that that happen in your brain, the reward circuits, the do- Dopamine and serotonin, like the things that are happening there are such a gift, you know, and I I agree with you. I think when we get older, just life gets harder and it gets scarier and it gets heavier and and. So we aren't, I think, as open to putting ourselves in those situations. But if like what's one of the gifts of being an entrepreneur, it's one of the gifts of being a coach is that we get to put ourselves in those situations. And if we can do it like with really good friends and our really good business besties and all find joy as we're pushing through these stretch zones, Gosh, it's so it's so neat. It's such a gift that you don't get when you just stay in one profession the whole time and don't try things even within that profession but don't try new things or you're in a 9 to 5 and you're feeling, you know, just weighed down and you know you want to try something new but you just don't give it a shot. Like you miss out on that gift, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's one of one of the things that I always think about at the end of life is I think there's a natural tendency for humans to contract and get smaller and life just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller nice. and <laughs> it's always like my worst fear that like my life's just gonna keep getting smaller and smaller so I'm always like pushing trying to push against those boundaries to like expand right but then it's it's very scary doing that because you have to go outside your comfort zone and so yeah it's, it's like always oh my this gosh I love funny that balance like that, of growth that right visual
1: <laughs> that visual of if you're not pushing you're mm. just going to keep contracting I'm almost like visualizing like a little old lady that's just like <laughs> quiet in her like nursing home like not doing anything versus the vibrant old lady that's walking around knows everybody it's like yeah. I know that's who I want to be like I know that's the one that I want to be you know like and so you have to force yourself in these situations and like Like not like crazy, uncomfortable situations, you know, it's (laughs) like notice when you're in the fire zone, like get out of there, like go rest for a little while. But if you can find that sweet spot of that stretch zone where it's exciting, it's adventurous, it's exhilarating, just like living the majority in there, I think can help you to expand versus
0: contract, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's so important. It's so good. So I would love to talk about this, too, before we wrap up. One of the things that also I've really taken from you over the course of working with you is the importance of self-reflection and celebration and just taking time to pause. And I think you and I have a similar tendency that, you know, we're just like, check the box onto the next, check the box onto the next. And it's like, go, 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 look ahead, moving forward. And there's not a lot of moments of like pausing to celebrate like, oh, I really did a good thing. Or, wow, I really got up with my kids this morning and like simple things even, right? And Absolutely. I and we had a great morning. That's amazing. So I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about how even that practice of reflecting, of pausing, of noticing, of celebrating has really changed I mean, your life, your business, and how you've seen it help others, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you and I (laughs) are built very similar. So, (laughs) like, I mean, in general, there's negativity bias, right? So, in general, anything negative that happens in our world sticks onto our brain like Velcro, right? And any positive things, it just, I have this visualization, it just pops off like Teflon, you know, like comes in and out, slips right out the window, right? (laughs) So, you've got to really... Um, know that you're already at a disadvantage. That's already w- the way your brain is working. And it's, and it's okay, because it's protecting you. And it's, you know, making sure mm. that that it's scanning the world for, you know, tigers mm. and things like that, right. So it's, it's a good thing, but you do have to learn to work with it. And based off your personality, and like the your what has happened in your life, you may be even even more prone to that negativity bias. And, <laughs> my personality just is. My personality is going to, because I like to problem solve, I love to problem solve. So I'm looking for problems because I want to solve solve them, right? (laughs) But the reality is, is like, I can't solve all the problems. And now I'm just looking for all the problems. Like, so let me look at my business and see all the problems I should be, all the areas for improvement, or look at my, the way that I mother and how all the areas i could be doing better or look at the way you know that i'm putting together lunches and like how <laughs> i could be doing it better you know like there's all these problems to solve and so i go through seasons where i forget my practices and i forget that about my brain and myself and i don't do my kind of celebratory practices my mm-hmm. daily practices and i will notice how much unhappier I am, like how much I am just like, Life isn't great. I'm not I'm not being the mom I want to be. I'm constantly impatient. Like great, my numbers are okay, but they're not what I wanted them to be for my business or like that's just like constantly in my head all day long. And then I get to the end of the day and I'm like, ah, oh, let's just watch Netflix and have wine again and then I sleep like shit and it's like this cycle where I'm like, <laughs> "Kelsey, and the most significant practice and thing that I can do for myself just for my personal self is to do the celebratory practices in the morning and at night. And it's a simple practice. It's not a gratitude practice for me it is a celebratory practice of celebrating all the things that I am doing right. Because my tendency just is to focus on all the things I'm doing wrong, or all the things that need improvement. And I, I, I almost like trick myself with it's like, I'm not focusing on all the negative, I'm focusing all the areas of opportunity to improve. <laughs> and It's right. like, no, Kelsey, same thing, same thing. So I before I can do any to do lists before I get to think about what I need to do for the next day, I write down 10 things that I did really well that day. And I do the same thing in the morning. So when I'm really good with that practice, I will recognize that exactly like what you said, like, I don't think I, I, had a hard day with one of my kids. I lost my patience. I didn't sleep well. So I'm just feeling blah. So my brain is saying, you're a horrible mom. And then when I write down the 10 things that I did well, it's like, oh, remember when you went in and gave her an extra hug when you dropped her off? Remember when she dropped her toothbrush on the ground and she was so upset about it and you picked it up and you looked at her and you said, it's okay, let's try again. And she said, okay. Like remember those moments. And then all of a sudden you've got 10 moments of the day where you actually were a great mom. You actually did really good, significant things. And then all of a sudden you go into the next day and you're like, I am a good mom and I can do this. And so you're starting off ahead in that place that you want to be. Right. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with business. Like I'm constantly looking at mm-hmm. the areas that I can improve constantly, like, and all the things that I haven't gotten done, that all the things that I missed, all the things that didn't get done for the week. And so but when I sit down and before I say, okay, we'll just push these to tomorrow or let's write our to-do list. And so I don't forget about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. it is more important for me to retrain my brain, to create stronger neural pathways that say, all the things that you were doing right. So I'm like, remember that one coaching call that you had and that one line that that person said of like, this is so freaking helpful, Kelsey. Like, you just rolled right over that, Kellis. like, oh, let's go to the next thing. It's like, no, write that down. And I have to write out my practice, right? So I write out all of these things. So they're being re-cemented in my brain. And so I'll do a work one. I'll do a mom one. I just, the areas that I feel like I'm really sucking at, like that's where I do the celebratory practice. And it changes everything. It changes my entire perspective on mothering, on life. And I just go into it with an appreciation for the effort and the things that I am doing. And then I make my to-do list and then I write (laughs) down all the things. So I still do the to-do list. I'm going to always want to know my numbers. I'm going to always want to like show up with, you know, a cuter lunchbox for them. Like those things aren't going away, but you almost go into it as like a nice to have, like I'm already crushing it. Now let's just like add on, but no matter what, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And That's the best message we can give ourselves and our children and our best friends and our mothers are you are doing a great job, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so, so good and so important. Because it's true. I mean, the way that we often criticize ourselves in attempts to help us do better. I mean, it's, you know, it has like a positive intention behind it. But I mean, if we had a friend who just was talking to us like that all the time, like, why aren't you skinnier? You didn't work out today. You didn't make a healthy lunch for your kid. Why didn't you have breakfast? You should have sh- woke up at 5 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. You should have, right? Like, that what? little voice that's just always criticizing. I mean, we'd fire that friend. We'd be like, I totally. don't should be <laughs> friends anymore. <Yes.
1: laughs> uh, your friend card is revoked. Like, not cool.
0: So I think, you know, just what you're saying, so, so important that we really retrain that brain to acknowledge all of the beautiful, good things that we're doing, because it's so helpful for, I just, yeah, for everything. And you do better when you're nice to yourself. <laughs> and it's more fun. Yeah. Mothering,
1: parenting's more fun. Relationships are more fun. Business is more fun when you're like, you know what, I'm not like crushing it at everything but i'm doing a pretty darn good job so like i'm gonna enjoy that for this week you know yeah
0: yeah i love that i had heard this story of of uh, these friends of mine that are entrepreneurs and one of them they were doing like a presentation and one of them was like oh thinking it's not going so well and the other one's like we're killing it we're killing it <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> just like the exact same experience. The exact same things are happening, and one of them's like, "Oh, I, I really am like not feeling it," and the other one's like, "We're doing such a good job. We're oh. killing it." <sighs> and like, how much more fun is it to be the the one who's like celebrating, just like we're killing it? It's totally. it's amazing. <laughs> And it's
1: like, as we're these gritty entrepreneurs, we know we're going to keep going. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep building. We're going to keep doing it next time. So it's like, why not think this was awesome and so fun and look at all the positives and no matter what the numbers are, you're going to have the energy to be like, okay, we can do a little better next time versus like, I knew this sucked. Great. Now the next one's going to suck too. You know, it's just like, oh, we we all need that positive friend, you know? And if we can retrain our brain to be a little bit of that to ourselves, then like the entrepreneur, the coaching journey, just because so much more lighter and fun, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we really need that. We really need it to be that way, because otherwise, what's the point of working for yourself if you're If you're working for a tyrant, (laughs) like a terrible boss who's just berating you all the time. (laughs) You know, it's like, be the fun boss for yourself.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's only focused on all the things you need to be doing. Like, what about that boss that celebrates you every day? And every day you get done is like, you're crushing it. Let's get back at it tomorrow. Can't wait. Hey, (laughs) take an early day. Hey, go have a cocktail on me. You have earned it. Like, you know, like... I feel like I feel like I'm gonna like make like boss title Kelsey like you need to be the fun <laughs> boss
0: I'm gonna be like totally. yeah, I, I I
1: am doing well
0: yeah yeah and then you're gonna show up with so much more energy the next day for your fun boss yeah, totally <laughs> I love it well thank you so so much it's just been so delightful to connect with you here and to share your wealth of wisdom and there's so many gems that were dropped and I'm sure people will be taking notes and Thinking about their own situations and their own inner critic or their cool boss. How can people work with you if they want to, if they're interested in growing a coaching business or want to take their business from in-person to online? Tell us how... How they can reach out.
1: Yeah. I mean, they can come over to my website at kelseymurphy.com, come say hello. Um, If you hear me from Harmony's podcast, let me know because I love me me some Harmony, you know, so let me know where you you (laughs) are. met us from Mm -hmm. you can come listen to the whiskey and work podcast that's always Mm -hmm. fun you can listen to harmony's episode yeah just come say say hello over on on the website any way i work with people is on the site you know so whether you're just starting out or you're further along you can see if if You know, it's a fit, but mostly I just love you, Harmony, and I love your (laughs) crew. I love the people you bring into your world. You are so good at what you do, and I'm so grateful to be in your orbit. Like, you make me a better human. So, being in your orbit is so important for me. So, I mean, if you guys are part of this circle, I feel like you are in good (laughs) hands over here, but you're always welcome to come and join in on you know, conversations that Harmony and I are having over there.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so, so much. It's just mm-hmm. such an honor. And people can find you on Instagram too. And we'll have all the links in the show notes, all the things. So yes. thank you again. If you would like to take control of any feelings of anxiety, or you notice that your mind is racing and you immediately want to bring it under your control in a way that feels holistic and healing, then I would encourage you to download my two-minute free breathwork practice. It's an audio guide, and it will guide you through a very simple breathing break that you can implement throughout your day that will optimize your energy It can just create that moment of pause in your day that really helps us to reset and to re-engage with the world in a more positive, conscious way. So head on over to my website, harmonyslater.com. You will find the link right there for the two-minute breathwork audio. And I would love for you to download it and use it, use it liberally to really help you create a clear slate at different periods throughout your day so that you're engaging with life in the most compassionate way you can in a place with full awareness and full consciousness and creating new habits and new patterns that are healing and helpful to your mind, body, and your spirit. That's it, we've concluded another episode of the Finding Harmony podcast. I just want to thank you so much for doing the work that changes the world starting with yourself. It truly does make a huge difference. Please make sure you have your automatic downloads turned on wherever you listen so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I have so much more magic I can't wait to share with you. Lastly, if you're on Instagram, I love connecting and hearing from you. So come on over and say hello at Finding Harmony Podcast. And you can also come say hello to me personally at Harmony Slater Official. Thank you again for being here. I cannot wait to share more with you in our next episode.